2: Hello, welcome everyone to the distraction here on Fightful.com. I am Jeremy Lambert joined by my new co host, Robert O'Neill. Robert, thank you for taking this spot. Thank you for being here on a full time basis moving forward. How are you?
0: You know, I'm good. I'm excited for this
3: new opportunity. You know, it kind of came out of nowhere, but you got to answer the call, man. We don't
2: have graphics yet, everybody. We will get graphics for O'Neal moving forward. Uh, if you saw the news yesterday, Joseph, he had a meltdown or something. I'm not sure what actually happened with Joseph uh, last night. I came back on my phone. He had texted me. He said, I quit. O'Neal is your new replacement. Deal with it, pal. I said, well, I, I can't find anybody else on short notice. So, all right, Robert O'Neal it is. We Look, we had... We had a good conversation off-air, O'Neill. We settled some differences, and I think we're on a good page moving forward. I'm excited for this partnership. Yeah, no, I think it's going to be really good. I think we're going to – it's the start of a new page, you know? Robert, I'm going to ask you, since you were were new here, since you were the co-host, what would you like to talk about today? You know, man, I
0: I think we should just kind of defer to you here. I mean, it's your show. I don't want to stop I'm letting you run the offense on the first show here. Come on. I mean, come on. Did you want to kind of get
3: into uh, Elimination Chamber? You know, that's big news that came out from Raw this week.
2: We can talk about Elimination Chamber. A lot of old guys in this chamber, Robert. Are you sad that Bill Goldberg's not in this chamber since it's just old people? Yeah, I mean, I think anything would be better with Bill Goldberg.
0: Actually, uh, from his first run, the Elimination Chamber is probably his best match, which isn't saying much, but... um, Yeah, he
2: speared somebody through the glass, right?
0: I think
3: it was Jericho. There you go. Yeah. So it'd be fun to see him in it again, but he's not a former WWE champion. He's a former uh, universal champion. He won the he won the world heavyweight title, didn't he? Uh, yeah, but I don't... Come on, O'Neal. What do you... He you're did. supposed to be the Goldberg
2: guy. You're supposed to know what titles he's held. He did, but that doesn't count. Does it not count? I feel like it does count. Yeah, they, they could have made it? Brock? He's yeah. old. Yeah, Brock could be in it. That'd be fun. All right, so so book the elimination chamber. Yeah, you know, we got Goldberg, we got Brock. Drew is obviously in it. Who's uh, your other three? Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle. All right, I like mm-hmm. that.
3: You get Shawn Michaels in the mix. That'd be fun. Then be they'd cool. have to add a ladder, though. Mm, uh Stone Cold. What about Triple H? Oh yeah, put Triple H in instead of Shawn Michaels.
2: There we go. We've booked the old school elimination chamber. I'm very excited for this. What
3: what is happening? What. I say I'm going to be a few minutes late. I get later every single week. Granted, we bled over into showtime here. I get that. I come on, and the first thing I hear is Kurt Angle. What's going on here? Is this Comrade's new show? Joseph, you quit yesterday. No, I, t- I told you. Dr. Huge Nuts hacked me. Doc, he got me, okay? Not the big LG. Dr. Huge Nuts. He got me. He put out all these nonsensical tweets. He called, he called O'Neill Billy Kidman, for Christ. I wouldn't do that. That's horrible. He called you the Armored Warrior, Jeremy. I saw that. I was was
2: not happy with that. Yes.
3: Well, I was nearly Chris Benoit. Okay. So, you know, wins and losses and such. I don't know what happened. I got hacked. Huge nuts got me. You know, all I was doing was sitting back. I produced a lovely new feature. I was waiting for it to come out in 2022. And things just got crazy on social. I don't know, dude. I was also off my phone. I missed it. I'm a little bit insulted by the fact that O'Neill's taken. He stepped into my grave three minutes in, though. That seems bad.
2: This is who this is who you requested in the text you sent me. You said O'Neill is taking my place.
3: Stole my phone. They stole my phone. Fo- you know what my request was. Was I it said stolen Pe- or was it hacked, Joseph? Get your story straight. Both. They stole it, then <laughs> logged down and hacked me. Okay. I said I said months ago, if I go, Joel Pearl is my man. I said this, Jeremy. You know this. I said this. Joel, look, God bless Robert O'Neill. He's better as, you know, an attraction. He's better as Bill Goldberg, frankly. You bring him in, you bring him out. Poe's the full-time guy I wanted. Where is he? It wasn't me. It wasn't me.
2: Robert O'Neill is going to join us on the Twitch. The the Distraction Post Show He's going to be on the Twitch with us. O'Neill, say something to the people. Uh, Yeah, watch us on the Twitch Post Show, and uh, I'll see you guys later. There you go. Thank you, Robert O'Neill. Oh, I
3: I removed Joseph. (laughs) Well... Just, just watching that show was an adventure for me. That was incredible. I don't think Rob expected you to actually like throw questions at him, which I understand. I get that. He's almost now. I, I was trying to let him run the offense. Let him,
2: let him go a little ISO. Let him post up.
3: I did like my hacker's one particular reply in which uh, he, he was asked. Robert asked, "Would we go 15 minutes?" Jeremy and I were about the show going off the rails, and my hacker said, "You just wouldn't go 15 minutes." Um, <laughs> and after seeing that, I stick by my hacker's words very much. But. We do like it's weird, Jeremy. We did so many gimmick shows, I'm not comfortable with our return to normal wrestling talk. Are you if this it was, was wrong, show is
2: but, the really cool.
3: you know? But you sit here, like, you look at the link, it's like you know, NXT. Yeah. Oh, Elimination chambers. like, who could possibly care? Who could... I mean, I just want to talk about Luther or something cool. Like, what are we doing here? What's this show become? Can we not just have O'Neill come back and talk about the hat or something? What is this? It's tough to come up with a new gimmick every single week. Like, we can do it monthly. You got the monthly pay-per-views. But weekly television's hard to book. Sure is. We find that out every <laughs> single week, every single day. So I, I believe you there. But But I hear... There are some topics. I hear you have some statistics about average age, which I find really interesting and a potent new subject for us to tackle. Uh, we have the AW. We have, by the way, by the way, Jeremy, the Impact Wrestling, Big Tom yes. Dreamer making dreams come true. The Boyhood Dream once again comes true. We have all sorts going on. So I'm not bored so much as I am uninterested. <laughs>
2: uh jj a good fellow. jj says hello to my favorite stars that are bigger than nxt that must have been o'neal o'neal and myself you weren't on the show when this was sent kenta ruled the main event ruled joe's feature ruled joseph put out a feature that got leaked early wasn't supposed to come out for another two years i guess i guess it was to, it's 2021 now so it's supposed to come out next year yeah Uh it came out a year early but congratulations on getting that out there it's really
3: good well, I, pre- I must say, Jeremy, I write a lot of stuff, and it, it, stuff is the best word for it because a lot of it is shit. But every once in a while, you'll hit on one. You know this, Jeremy, you're a uh, writer. You know, when you just you get one, you get the right interview quote, you get the right headline, you get the right story. I was very happy with it. If you haven't yet, I very rarely plug stuff. Read my Kent article on the dot com. It was, it was very fun. I enjoyed it. Great. People texted me
2: about that. Good, good friends texted me. Like, Joseph made me cry. And I'm like, well, what do you want me to do about that?
3: That's what I do, man. That's my, I mean, that's really my bread and butter. You know, making people cry. That'll be my legacy when everyone looks back, really. Not laugh. No laugh. No time for laughter, nor fun. Cry, Yes, please. Taxel says, did Joseph get the Bray schedule? Now? I wish. I wish <laughs> I got that Bray pay, man. That Bray pay hits different from all, by all accounts. So, I wish.
2: Uh, Rob Ogan says, I would like to announce the, the contractions with Jesse, <laughs> the guy, Joe, Olbert, and myself. We talk babies and wrestling. Joseph, what do you know about babies?
3: Very little. Thank God, very, very little. I'm clearly not ready for that conversation. I mean, here I am preparing bits and talk about getting hacked on a wrestling podcast. The last thing I need to do is talk about babies. There's some things that are beyond me. But you know what isn't on me, Jeremy? The elimination chamber. There you go. The elimination
2: chamber. Let's let's just get into it and get it out of the way. They announced okay. the Eliminate. Shane McMahon returned. He they pulled them out of Raw Underground and, and now he was back on television. I imagine he's just going to to disappear. Once again, uh, announce the Elimination Chamber. Drew McIntyre, AJ Styles, The Miz, Randy Orton, Sheamus, Jeff Hardy, all former WWE champions as the gimmick for the Elimination Chamber. What do we think of this?
3: I didn't realize we were re-watching Chamber 2010 on our Twitch stream this <laughs> month. Um, you know what? Honestly, in fear of being positive on this wrestling show, this is actually one of my like, favorite match types of all, in all of wrestling. I love the Chamber. I really do enjoy it. This one is not the most interesting, granted. It's still some really talented guys in a structure and a match I enjoy. So I have no problem. I have an interesting point to make, though. Interesting, you know, being a sort of rough term. I think that my prediction of the AJ Styles and the Edge is still a thing. I'm watching the Raw. Dude, AJ is, he's like, they've emphasized him too much for him to be doing so little at WrestleMania. Do we think there's a chance AJ Styles leaves the Elimination Chamber as champ? And then they do Drew and Sheamus non-title? I definitely think there's a
2: chance. I told you before the Royal Rumble that I wasn't positive Drew was making it to Mania Mm -hmm. as a champion. Orton was still my pick, that he was going to get the title and they were going to do Edge and Orton again. But then they blew that the night after the Rumble and just did it on Raw for one last time ever that they could easily run back again at Mania. Uh, So... That looks a little lessened by now, but I didn't think Drew was going to make it to Mania as the champion. And this Elimination Chamber, it'd be a good time
3: to potentially switch that title. I mean, I think the concern is, is I think Randy is still alive. Like, he's a live name, you know? So I think there's a chance. The concern is... How alive is he? Well, here's the thing, is... If he wins, that means him and Bray are working for the title. And I, we don't need Let's that. Go. None of us need it. Why do we come <laughs> no, on? Let's we go. Don't need it. Unless he's working Alexa for the title, I don't need that. <laughs> I, I, I can put up with that, but not Bray. I'm not watching Bray work for the title against Randall Orton after being set on fire and effectively dying on television. They had, I don't need the best, it.
2: they had one of the greatest matches of all time
3: at WrestleMania, whatever exactly. it was. Yeah, exactly. So that concerns me. I guess, so here's the thing. I think neither of us expect Edge to be working Drew at Mania. Because that promo segment just eviscerated that. There's no way, right? Yeah. <laughs> so then it's like, well, if Drew is staying champ, where are we going here? Because Shameless just, I think like Yeah, it, it feels more like a mid-card non-title program yeah. that you use as a good match. But it's not like a, I don't know, it's, it's really difficult. And I'm going to say it, we spoke about it on Twitch. Like, is there something to that segment with Shane, that really weird segment where they remind everyone of their history together? Because, like, honestly, look, seriously, when they were in a jam four years ago, whatever it was, five years ago, and they needed a marquee match, these lunatics actually turned to Shane O'Mac and was like, Shane, it's time. <laughs> they did Shane versus The Undertaker in Hell in a Cell for 30 minutes, and not one person was like, is this a little bit silly, the most dominant wrestler ever fighting Shane McMahon? Like, no. <laughs> honestly, is there a chance? Because it's very scary.
2: I, I think I said it on Twitch. Like, for us, it'd be great great content for us Shane McMahon against Drew McIntyre could not be more excited or something like that uh as far as do you actually want to do this on your Wrestlemania show no you don't actually want to do this but they dude, they see like this is the thing they see guys like Sheamus is still like a draw like in their world Sheamus is a star in their world Shane McMahon is like a huge star for them. Like that's why I came out just randomly on Raw. They're like, "We got Shane O'Mac back. Like he's here." And they thought this is like a big deal when of course no one actually cares about Shane McMahon in 2021.
3: I mean, that's like I I don't like Shane at all. I think there's actually a really interesting conversation to be had about like him raising standards for a job he doesn't have to do. I think he's an interesting topic because everyone's always about how courageous he is. And I would agree he's insane. I would never do any of the stuff he does, but he also never worked the house show loop the next night. Right? Like it's difficult. He took some crazy bumps that guys must've been like, thanks. That does us a real favor, Shane. That's an interesting tom- topic for another day. But for now, I don't want to defend Shane O'Mac, but in fairness to him, anyone that did care about him, I mean, they got more than enough of that man when he was like the top heel in the territory two years ago, that was horrific stuff, like all time bad. So, Undertaker oh did an interview with Sports Illustrated
2: and it was after the the Goldberg match and or he was talking about the the you know the famous Vietnam uh, yeah. that he had yeah. and he was praising Reigns and McIntyre like oh yeah they got me back on track after Nam and I'd completely forgotten that like oh yeah Shane McMahon worked Roman Reigns on that show and beat him yeah. in
3: Nam like
2: <laughs> that was, was the
3: top, yeah. yeah he was the top heel. During that period, I have to say, like, if you ever start to just lose all hope of today's product, I promise and swear to you, it's better than when that like summer of wild card before Fox. Do you remember that? Like, that's when you're talking about the Shane stuff. Mm-hmm. That stuff was so bad, like horrific. But and it was none of it. There was nothing as good as Roman is now. So, there's be taken from that. But yes, Shane, we would assume not. So then you're looking and you're like. What, like, Keith Lee? That doesn't feel right, because it feels like Keith's going to do stuff. To me, he's firmly cemented in the tier below, which is fine if they have more guys in the tier above, but they don't. So does Miz cash in? Does Miz get eliminated, stay in the chamber, hide, come back with a briefcase? How's he going to hide in the chamber? Like, I mean, you know, like, when not hide, like, I mean, for the cameras. So, you know when a guy gets pinned in the chamber and they just get, like, rolled out? Yeah. If you shoot it as such that he's off, there's no fans in the building. If he's off camera, he's like in a pod or something, I don't know, This do something wacky. He comes back in with a briefcase, something crazy like that, but then who's he working at mania? They'll screw up that shot so bad though. All their camera cuts will easily yeah. see Miz yeah. yeah. just tucked away in a pod. So, but like, you could do it, you could do anything to my point. But like yeah. at some point you would assume Miz is gonna become champ, because if you didn't want him to become champ, why has he still got it? You had a way out of that. It's bizarre, you know?
2: Yeah, I agree. Because they they took it off him effectively at TLC when he cashed right. in. And that could have been the end of it. And then they just put it back on him. So are they just gonna have him fail again? Maybe they will. Like I don't think they I don't think that briefcase has much value to them at He's this done, point. Man. So maybe they will just have them fail again. But it does feel like we're gonna get some type of Ms. Rain at some point. I mean, money in the bank is what may
3: like they ain't yes. got too
2: many months to figure this out.
3: So this is the thing. I saw someone posted like it was just a wrestling account, but they did like the, the options for the next Money in the Bank winners. And I was just like, this needs to end now. Like, this is, there's no way any of us still need that stip. I get that it isn't the stipulations for which you use poorly, but come on, you've been doing it for 15 years. You've explored every avenue. Like, just give it a break, man. Give it a decade off. You'll be fine. Bring the King of the Ring back or something. Because it's just not, it doesn't, it feels more like a hindrance to them. It's like we have to fit this in at some point. And Money in the Bank win. It's, it's just not good. So, Is there any match on Raw for Miz that is a suitable world title match for WrestleMania? I don't think so. John Cena? (laughs) Oh my John. So like John last year redeemed the Bray Wyatt thing. And this year he's like, my worst mania match is the Miz. (laughs) I'm right in the wrong, brother. Give it to (laughs) them. I don't know. Maybe that would be a WrestleMania match, sure. Okay. There's no match for like I don't know if there's a good match for Drew. Like, what's a good match for Drew from Raw? Right, but, like, so here's what I'm saying. So, if you had not done him and Randy, that would be a match, right, on Star Power. Him and AJ, same thing. With yeah. Miz, you could erase his whole match record. It's, he's just at a point career-wise where it's just not that match, is what I'm saying. But you're right. Yeah, it's difficult either way. There's, they just don't have anyone on Raw. There's no one who
2: feels they like They're actual... just bad.
3: Yeah, it's just a terrible right, show.
2: No, yeah, there's no one who feels like an actual star on that show.
3: Yeah, and to be clear, because I said this on Twitter, so I don't want people to think I'm misleading them. Like, I am at a point now where I watch Raw in, like, 30 minutes. Like, I skim that show. I just It's best for my health. But it's sad, like, how many interesting people are no longer interested on that show. Like, it's not good. Now, here's the thing is, we always talk about this. Like, Lash, what is happening with Lashley? Because he, they've got, they have to have something. This Sunday, or where's it next Sunday, would be a perfect time to get the belt off of him which yeah, would then prepare him. Maybe that's the match for Drew. Because remember, the whole thing of MVP, the first step of it was that Drew match where Lana was still ling- lingering around the whole thing. She cost him the match. That wouldn't be terrible, right? Maybe that's the play. Maybe you do Bob and Drew, Bob takes the belt, and then you move on to Brock eventually, hopefully summer, when the summer, when fans are back. I don't know. Do you think we get Brock at Mania? No, I don't. I think, I think Brock... Um, exposed is the wrong word because to me a great pro wrestler is performing for the audience but to me the spectacle of Brock was really limited in that build in the pc and i know the thunder dome's different but there's still no people there but like to no, me it is
2: for mania there will be main,
3: what i'm saying is is you're like you're wasting an asset where that event's already gonna like it's gonna be the, the show with fans regardless right me and you could be right. working it like wrestlemania fans to me he'd be perfect months down the line when it's like okay now everything's Back to normal, whatever that means. At this point closer to it, then he's your like one-two punch. Like, okay, we're back, and now we have got Brock back. Would I, to be honest with you, dude? Like, I think in the world of Brock as a performer. They don't need Brock back, man. Like, they don't. It's, there's nothing to be gained at this point. We've seen it all with Brock. It's probably best to move on. But they're not going to move on. I don't think he'll be back before long. Brock and Miz, that's your mania title program. I don't, I don't like hate <laughs> it. I honestly don't like. My biggest fear with Brock is that he's presented as like the savior against Roman and he beats Roman, right? That to me would be death. Yeah. Anything else. Yeah. Like I'm happy to watch Brock do stuff. He's fun to watch. It's just, I don't know if it feels like this mania has enough pieces at play that they need to figure out a spot for without being like, Oh yeah, here's Brock too. I don't know if it was off, but maybe if it's him and Lashley, I mean, that would certainly increase my interest in the whole thing. So there you go. I'm, I'm going to throw this out there, Joseph, okay. and I'm not happy that I'm throwing
2: this out there. Drew McIntyre against the Undertaker.
3: Surely not. They can't. They can't. <laughs> no, they, I know. I saw some Undertaker stuff, and it's like he can't be that lacking of self awareness to come back five months after a year long retirement ceremony. I mean, he is, but like, surely someone, <laughs> surely someone puts their foot down. I don't know. I, it bums me out a little bit. Like, I don't like. I don't even like to dwell on it at this point because it's just like. Everyone knows already, right? They don't need us two dipshits to tell them. But it's a bummer they have the best roster ever. And we're, like, sitting here, like, trying to figure out, like who could possibly work the world title match? Who's even <laughs> big enough? So, dude, they're 400 guys. Do you, you realise how different, in a different setting, how many guys you could make reasonable challenges for this title? It's like, you're scratching, you know, you're looking around. Edge is going to probably be the SmackDown name on an all-time great roster over there. It's a weird, weird time. But I've, to- I've been told, Jeremy, so here's the thing, uh, this is a report. Apparently, they've just signed a big deal with Peacock. So I think what must have happened is Peacock must have read through the weekly reviews, you know, gone through our podcast, and I was like, we disagree. They are making new stars. That's the reason we're going to give them all this money. It's nothing to do with the fact they're going to give us 500 billion hours of content. No, no, no. We like what they're doing with Keith Lee. Keep it rolling. That's what I've been told. So there you go.
2: Uh, let's catch up on some super chats. Reminder, guys, uh, if you send in a super chat, it's a great way to support the show. Get your question, comment, statement. Red on the air. Our buddy Tank Becklaw says, Joe got big time by Bob O. Oh, O'Neill was the replacement. This was not big-timing. This is what Joseph asked for, He's the hacker right,
3: asked for. Tank's right. I always get big time by Bob. He's a big star. <laughs> sometimes he'll, sometimes Bob will come in my DMs and be like, like this match on AEW? And I'll be like, hey, Bob, real cool. What about this? And he just never replies. Very tough, very difficult for my morale and ego, but there you go. Throwback says, I've shaggy, it wasn't me since yeah. Joe said it. I was definitely I was channeling that. On the second one, when I when I doubled down, I was running through his head very good. <laughs> Can you sing it, Joseph? You sing Absolutely You know that's my rule. You know that's my rule. You're the singer, you're the dancer, I'll do bits, but that's that's the next level for me. Especially you now that we have people that click this show. You know, very scary.
2: Uh D Lo Diggs says, You guys rule, best tag duo in the biz. That must have been when O'Neill was still on.
3: <laughs> sure it's about as accurate as when it's us too so it's fair enough we appreciate it. that's very cool
2: uh evan wright says randall was the chamber randall versus edge at mania i that's that's what i pitched before the rumble now that they
3: did it on raw i don't i don't know about that one uh we, look, it, we we joke but the bray stuff has to have like it can't just end now
2: could <laughs> they don't have any. We're we're reviewing the uh, the playlist that I it's sent fine. you. It's eleven
3: minutes long. That's fine. I'll do oh, it. It? I didn't
2: even click it. Yeah, it actually sounds like something
3: worth reviewing. Uh, um. Here's a here's an activity for you. Sorry, I know you got to jump quickly. Go on that video and scroll through the YouTube comments and realize how vast their audience is. There are comments with five hundred upvotes that say, "This is the only thing I watched WWE for." <laughs> it's a wild world out there, folks. Wild. Okay, There you go.
2: Uh, Evan Rattel says, Gato events, him and Drew, G1 Classic. I mean, look, if we can get Tanahashi here, sure. I'm all for it. I don't think that's happening, but I'm all <laughs>
3: what, for it. What a blow to Tony Khan that is, they strike a deal with WWE at the last minute. <laughs> He's finally knocked down the forbidden door, brother. Incredible.
2: Uh, Rob Wilkins says, after Drew wins, Adam Cole attacks Drew like 2018. This is what I booked in my TEW 2020 when I took over WWE. The night after the rumble, Adam Cole and Undisputed Era attacked her. So I'm all for that.
3: Rob is a uh, hacked my my TEW series, apparently. Interesting is they're not on takeover. It feels like they're kind of not done, because I don't think they are. But like it would be a logical endpoint for them if they actually moved up. Maybe. Maybe the chamber drew gets through all those contenders and then Undisputed Era hits the ring. That could be interesting. Hmm. I mean, they they need something.
2: Like at least that would feel fresh, but, especially on the main roster. Like it would feel like something big. Uh, would How would it progress past WrestleMania? Who knows? But at least they'd have something that's like, oh, this feels different for WrestleMania.
3: Where are the tag titles on Raw? Hurt Business, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was wondering if you could do the old school, like, you know, faction takes over the show. I mean, oh, um, my my interest in Raw would go up immensely just for the, like, TV matches you get out of that crew. You know, like, Cut was obviously great, but if you have, it feels like O'Reilly's staying, though. It'd be interesting. Maybe if you send, like, Roddy, Fish, and Cole up and just leave Cole down there as, you know, top baby face, which he kind of is. Maybe. I'm for it. I'm, I like it more than most of the suggestions. I'm with it.
2: Uh, Bud Ryan says, The section has more star power than Rawls' main event scene because he's got two components that make people go got nuts. We, we make people got nuts, Joseph. <laughs> Talk huge
3: nuts, baby. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, Jeremy and Joe, Shane next champ. Uh, if they put the title on Shane, we'll get so much content out of it. I'm all, I'm honestly for
3: it. So, see, I, I'm I realized my name is Joe, and that's who um, Good Brother was met was referencing. How about no. the chamber is done? No. No. The chamber is done, and Big Brother Joe stands up, and it's revealed that he's wearing those like half-colored trunks that he wears <laughs> under his suit, and he just literally hear me out, Jerry. He grabs hold of the chamber you know, fence and he just pulls the whole thing down. Like like it's a boat sinking, just pulls the whole thing down. Drew goes flying, falls into Tom Phillips' lap. He pulls it down and he says, Wendy, I'm coming for you. <laughs> and you end the show. Would it be any weirder than the way they normally end shows, honestly?
2: I'm for Samoa Joe getting any opportunity, especially a title opportunity. I just don't know if this man That's done. is yeah. it's over. I just it's,
3: don't know what's going to happen. It's, it's the Taz thing. Ironically, it is like literally a direct repeat of the Taz thing. You obviously had a better run in WWE, but it feels like they've made a the decision. We have enough wrestlers. You're great. We love you. That's a great job. And that's fair, man. I'm happy he's getting that kind of money to be a commentator. It's pretty cool. There you go.
2: Uh Evan Wright transitions us into our next topic and says thoughts on Santana and Ortiz winning the tags belt next week and going on to wrestle Jericho and MJF the pay-per-view might be a nice added layer to the story Sean reported this right he, he put yeah, the scoop up there on Twitter that this is going to happen um I said it last week after MJF and Jericho won the battle royal and they were setting up the match against the Bucks it made sense that they won because they were a heel team the Bucks are technically a babyface team but it always it did feel like they were doing two separate things. The Bucks are involved in the Bullet Club Elite stuff with the Good Brothers. MJF and Jericho were involved in the Inner Circle stuff. Now you got this tag match last week or next week. It's an easy transition to do, hey, put the belts on, proud and powerful. You can do the Inner Circle, kind of continues to explode. Uh, Sammy Guevara just quit the Inner Circle last night. You can tie the Inner Circle stuff together and then keep the Elite stuff separate without having to try to blend in both of them.
3: I'm honestly alarmed by like how much I'm into this to the point where I kind of think it's like simple. Like I, on, I won't you know I won't whine if if they don't win because I'm an adult apparently. I say as, as Kazuchika Okada stares over my shoulder, but I I just think it's so such a simple way of improving that show because especially if you have the Good Brothers cost the bucks. Not in a way that kills the Prime and Powerfuls win, but like in a way that adv- then you have for the pay per view Bucks, Good Brothers and the Inner Circle Civil War deal. There is nothing better for that them two characters, Santana and Ortiz, than winning those belts. As the, they are such sincere, awesome guys. It, it pours through the screen even when they're the most menacing heels. Those guys being like, guys, we did it. Which is what we came here for. Jericho and MJF just being complete dicks because they think they're the team. <laughs> that would be great. It'd be such a good way of telling the San- Santana and Ortiz like these guys don't care about you. Like you're just full down men for them. So I- I'm all for it. I'm excited for the match, regardless. But man, it feels super logical because as you pointed out and you mentioned there, you know you have got 101 angles going on, and your tag title match features none of them. It's two different things being connected. You can separate them here. It's. It's pretty good stuff. I'm all for it. I'm just nervous about how much I'm talking myself into it because if the Bucks just win, I'll be like, oh, maybe not. I don't know. It's difficult.
2: <laughs> the Bucks are going to win, and you're going to come on the program next week and you're like, what'd they do that for? What are we doing?
3: Yeah. Why? yeah. Probably. I do worry about, like, are we just on a different planet to where they are with these guys? Because I think I've now been booking Santana and Ortiz like revivals <laughs> for like a year. And there's maybe just a chance that they're the first example of an act that like, you know, TK just doesn't get. And that's that. Like he prefers other teams and they're never going to get this big, oh, the big, you know, turn of the tide. Maybe they're just oh, they are. I hope not. I think they're wonderful. So I'm, I'm really hopeful next week's going to be a big moment for them. You know, wherever it will be, time will tell. Joseph, if they wasn't proud... Wouldn't be powerful. No, it's true, exactly. it? and that really brings the question: Have they been as proud lately? I don't know if they've been as proud lately. They're they're too they're
2: too caught up in the inner circle bullshit. Yeah. Like they they got to be yeah. proud of themselves, and I think next week is the perfect opportunity to remind themselves and to remind everyone why they are proud and why they are powerful.
3: Yeah, very much. <laughs> I have a question about AEW. <laughs> this is embarrassing. Okay, I'm watching the AEW. And the Matt Hardy does the Matt Hardy segment where he looks at the camera and he whispers at the loudest volume man has ever whispered ever. And I was like, that's kind of dumb. And then Excalibur's like, what just happened? We need to figure out what happened. And I was like, you idiot, Excalibur. He just signed his life away. He just explained it. He talked to the camera. I go on Twitter.com and everyone's like, genius. Hangman switched the video. I did not see him do this. Dude, They actually fooled me. They hoodwinked. They bamboozled me. And I was looking at Matt Hardy as he screamed down the camera at me about what he'd done. With... So I missed that. That was pretty good in hindsight, wasn't it? Did you like that deal? Yeah. AEW does this a lot
2: where they yeah. do like kind of the the MJF like phone thing from last night as well. Mm-hmm. People are like, well, why has he got the phone? The camera's right there. Everyone knows the camera's right there. Like they, they do. And even when, um, what was it? At the the last pay-per-view uh, where they had the guy stand off. It, it was Hangman. It was mm. in... The, the tunnel, as the the Bucks and, o, and Omega celebrated and everything. They do these little subtle things that if you're not fully paying attention to it, then then you'll miss it because it is just a background thing. And obviously the goal was to just, hey, here's Matt Hardy. Uh, pay attention to him. Don't see what's going yeah. on behind you or behind him.
3: They all, they all agree. And I, I'm really happy to see they're making the camera like an actual part of the show. Like, guys, are, you know, we want you to be here for this. You know, they've done it with Don recently, too, right, with the Bucks, where guys are using the camera, and it's like, it isn't a big thing. It's not the sort of thing that's going to spike your numbers, one way or the other, but as a fan, it adds a lot that I now understand why I'm seeing what I see, because we've spoken about it before and joked about it. WWE will do this thing sometimes where it's like, the camera doesn't exist within the show's fabric, right? Like, heels will just say their plan, and no one, no one is aware of it, apparently. Even the though The show doesn't
2: it. exist within the
3: fabric it's not a shot it's like and this is fine because this is just what i, do. I don't think again i don't think it makes any difference i don't think peacock will like hang on a second you know but they do this thing where like it sometimes is not represented as a wrestling show it's like a, just a tv drama so the cameras we're merely like we're looking in like a soap opera right which is weird because then they'll do segments where they're very much the opposites going on like do you remember when um uh, let me think here uh, the alexa and the naya thing do you remember this where the camera was on, really cool segment that makes no sense in WWE because the camera is always on and no one no one references it. Stuff like that. It's just an inconsistency that always irks me because I'm a nerd. It does it again. It doesn't matter. But I like that AEW. Someone has realized they were starting to do that stuff, and the last few months they've gone away from it, which is a good sign. I think so. AEW's, I think on a very good run. I mean, the main event wasn't my like it wasn't really my thing. The main event really. It was very fun. Like I think mean, it was very exciting. But it's not when I saw people saying it's the best Dynamite main event ever. I'm like. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it's one of those things that I enjoy when I watch it, but it's not anything that I'm like, do you remember when, you know, I'm a limb worker. I'm a Randy Orton fan. I'm a lunatic. So it was very fun. It's great to see Kentor in that, that spot. Like, it's just, it was pretty surreal actually, I thought it was, it was a weird, like wrestling timeline moment. You know, the Kentor coming out of his little briefcase, (laughs) getting rid of like John Moxley and Lance Archer. And then Excalibur's like, three of these dudes have held the U S title the Kent is the only one that isn't. I'm, my mind just exploded. I was like, this is insanity. So, there's three new Japan legends and Kenny Omega in the ring in the dynamite exactly. It's worth noting because we very rarely talk about him. Archer is so useful for them now as like this sort of just like ass kicking babyface. It's actually better than when he was a monster heel because you can protect him in these ways where like he got screwed by Eddie or he gets beat by eight guys this week. He's just. He's just a throwback, right? He just beats guys up. He does the ring, the, you know, the wrestler faces. He growls. He sort of just looks at the camera and says stuff. He's great. I love it. I thought it was, it was very fun. Definitely.
2: I thought the main event was great. I mean, mm-hmm. as it obviously wasn't a traditional main event. It's just a false right. count, but they did a lot of fun spots in it. And I think just the, the big picture of it is what got people excited. Like it's Kenta in an AEW, a New Japan wrestler in an AEW main event. He's got the briefcase. Moxley's got the US style. By the way, another great John Moxley promo. Just, the best. just tremendous. I rewatched and by rewatched, I mean, it was background noise. uh Elimination Chamber 2015 today where Moxley wins the WWE title, but like doesn't win the WWE title. And just was like, how, how'd they screw this guy up
3: so bad? Yeah. Like how'd they screw this up? It's a weird one because like he was, it wasn't like one of those deals they just didn't get a guy, right? Like they knew he was great. Yeah. Just their package of him was like, someone else could have done that better than he did. He should have just been him, you know, which is what he said a lot. Like, you could just hire an actor to do this. But I'm with you. By the way, that was the show. Correct me if I'm wrong, Jeremy. That was the show where they had that chamber match where Mark Henry, like, shoot, broke out of the pod, right? And Dolph <laughs> stops everyone in the middle of it and goes, what are we doing here, guys? Grab a hold? <laughs> what are we doing? Do we it here, drop
2: there was that spot, and there, there was the uh, Kalisto hangs up there for 20 minutes while yeah, the dudes are like wrestling uh, below him, and Kalisto's waiting for everybody to group up so he can fall onto them. And then finally, Great. after Cesaro does a tilt a whirl and grabs a headlock and everything, they finally realize Kalisto has been up there for 20 minutes, and they look up and they're like, "Okay, you can fall now."
3: <laughs> amazing, amazing stuff. So, what, what was that match? It was so it was Cesaro and Kid, yeah. New Day. Mm-hmm. lucha dragons right because mm-hmm. it was pre-lucha and then who are we looking elsewhere
2: ascension okay yeah that ascension it? was in it um there were other teams and clearly my memory is so great that even though i watched it today i don't even
3: remember speaking by the way speaking of the Dolph, who tried to orchestrate an elimination chamber match in the middle of a ring in front of crowds boy i need to say this why does everyone hate this man's brother so much <laughs> doing job matches bro the, the poor guy I'm on social and I was like this is bullshit get him off my television he lost him three minutes to pack granted he wrestles like Dolph I get it I, I understand that much but Dolph's very good I'd also wrestle like the Dolph it's very I don't get it I don't understand can you help me Jeremy do you explain this to me I don't get it I see a lot of people upset
2: at him as well He's I listened upset. to his I listened to his uh Chris Van Vliet interview and he seems like a nice guy. He seems kind enough. He's like, I'm not really big on wrestling anymore. I went to Hollywood after WWE released me. I had to, you know, do doing comedy and movies and whatnot, starring in this movie called Heal or whatever. And mm-hmm. I was like, all right,
3: cool. Yeah, he's doing <laughs> he's doing job matches. Pac's just kicking the shit out of him. What? Literally, yeah. It, this wasn't like a Cody match where he went 12 minutes and like Pat just kicked the shit out of him. Yeah. Nemeth <laughs> did two Dolph moves in the middle of it and then got the shit kicked out of him more. What? Just leave the man be. That's what I'm saying. We get a little bit fired up sometimes in here, but it was just standing out to me. It's very strange. There you go.
2: Uh, Evan Wright says, "I love that the tunnels are storytelling devices." Yeah, in AW, yeah. Sammy left through the face tunnel, and so that was a big thing. When Moxley, or not Moxley, uh, Omega, some weeks it was the heel, some weeks it was the face. Is like, oh, he's definitely a heel now. He's coming out of the heel tunnel, even though yes. some people apparently couldn't make that distinction.
3: And on that topic, my brother's favourite thing about AEW Dynamite that he's been asking me to mention on this podcast for approximately three months, even though he doesn't realise it, To a regular point within the wrestling dialogue is that Cody comes in the middle because he lives in the shades of grey. <laughs> do you get it? Do you understand? Jeremy, I'll explain again. So you have you get the baby face, <laughs> you have the heels, and in the directly in the middle of them, in comes Cody Rhodes. But do you notice on Anderson baby face? So he's a baby face. The Cody can't be trusted. There you go. I saw you having a
2: discourse surrounding the Cody Rhodes on your your Twitter today. I've I mean I've said this before that the crowds have really hurt cody because he he had such a connection with those crowds and he felt like the biggest star in aew uh when there was crowds because everyone was just behind him and now without that his matches it doesn't feel like they hit the same the promos doesn't feel like they hit the same it doesn't help that at least right now his direction is like all over the place and i can't tell what he's doing uh there was the points made on your twitter of like Nothing feels that big because he can't challenge for the title. So it's like, right. well, what's all this leading to?
3: I right, see, I I think that's a good point. I don't know if I fully agree with it because of this. While the MJF stuff was just an extension of him not being able to challenge for the title, to me, that is just like the blueprint of what these people like Cody just needs like old school heated rivalries, you know? Like he just he needs stuff with some with some blood and guts to it, with some, you know, kind of spite he's doing like celebrity stuff. It's just lame. It isn't good stuff. Like, I think I, I personally don't think he's ever going to win the title. I don't like people always say, what will they do when? I just don't think it's happening to me. You're going Hangman, then probably an MJF. And after that, there're your years down the line, Like they're not just giving it around, you know? So that's, that's the first thing. So you're going to have to get used to this, I think, but I just, to me, he's at his best when guys, I think Cody has a very good wrestling mind, but sometimes it's a little bit muddied and he gets a little bit, Elaborate, and that's why a lot of his finishing stretches are like, you know, like one hundred and one run ins, and it's chaos. To me, his best stuff, obviously the Dustin match, the Eddie match on TV, the um uh, let me think, some of the Jungle Boy stuff, guys that like work within a simple template, and he can just be Cody Rhodes. To me, are the best. He's now working of Shaquille O'Neal, so, <laughs> not exactly the traditional NWA. You know, it's like I think it sounds silly because they're doing pretty different stuff. But like, if you just did a four week program. Cody and Dex Harwood, I think everyone be like, oh yeah, Cody's great again. Because he just needs guys that that match him in that way. I mean, even the Derby stuff, that was like an old school WCW program. It was great, I thought. It's just, they didn't have fans. You know, like the last match, in that was a great match. So to me, it's all just role when he's, he's wasting himself in stuff that eventually will probably get you like a Bleacher Report viral clip. Sure.
2: I don't like a lot of the celebrity stuff anyway. This goes for
3: pretty much any company yeah.
2: like if it's a if it's a heel against one of these celebrities it hits a little bit easier okay. because it, it's easier to play off of but like the baby face type thing eh. and shack i know brandy can say he hasn't phoned anything in uh but like i don't know how much you're getting out of shack in this and apparently cody suffered a partially torn rotator cuff i don't know how much this is what aew said whether or not it's a it's an angle or true i don't know but like if that's the case, like. I don't know how much you're getting out of this match right. with Shaq. And I'm with you. Cody is, is best when he's just compacted into one. Like I thought the Taz stuff, I thought that was leading somewhere. And it was going to be like yeah. really good because Taz is like, you're, you're holding me down. You're holding down my guys. Like the hook, the hook uh, when, Taz, when Cody comes out, I was like, he's training with us. Like why, why is he training with us and not with yeah. you? Like that went nowhere. Cody just transitioned into this feud with Shaq. Like I would assume at some point they bring it back, but why is it like taking so long to, to get back into this? And why do we have to do Cody and Shaq?
3: I agree. I think there's, there's been a real stumbling block in the Shaq stuff where they, they don't read. I don't think they knew until recently when it was actually going to get to where it needs to be. Cause they were definitely, he was tired to the stuff with sting Darby and team tats. Yeah. That was the whole thing was like, where does sting stand with Cody? Remember, So, but I do think going with that, I just mentioned a minute ago of like, I think he's best with guys that have a simple outline. I think if you can come out of this with a program with Hobbs or Starks, I think you'll see quickly how valuable Cody can be. Because I could be completely wrong. And, you know, I do not know Cody Rhodes, breaking news. But while I think he wants to be a television star, I don't think he minds being like a buffer guy. In AEW. I honestly don't. I People can say I'm crazy. I know the jokes I get, but I think he would be cool with like elevating a Hobbs or a Starks. You can't beat him all the time because then he doesn't, he's no use to you. But like, if we're being honest, dude, his legacy is like, it's the fact that the promotion exists more than what he does as like a top guy in it. Do you not know think? Like, he had the greatest first match. It was him and Dustin. Like, I don't know. So it was like think, he's done his part. I think the fact
2: that they put in the stipulation he can't challenge for the title almost shows that he doesn't care about that stuff like say what you will about the the open challenge stuff yeah he beat like he won all those matches and whatnot but like how many guys two guys got signed out of that and those two guys are now featured players every single week on the show um like he had great matches with a lot of people during that and showcased. like he gave everyone even people he shouldn't have given stuff to right uh uh during during that open challenge so i i'm kind of in agreement. i don't think cody is a guy who's looking at like i gotta have the belt i gotta have the belt like there's no it's very possible that he never wins the belt back from brody if it wasn't for you know outside circumstances on Mm -hmm. that it's very possible that darby ended up being the one to beat brody because they transitioned to darby uh pretty quickly after for cody's second run so i don't think cody does care about that kind of stuff i i think you're right in that He's fine. Just all right. I'm here. I'm going to play my role. I'm going to get other guys over. Uh, you know, like you said, you still got to protect him a little bit because otherwise, a win over him means nothing. But I don't. Right. I don't think he's a guy who's just let me let me have all these belts. Despite what he says, where he's like, I want to be number one in PWI and all this stuff. I think that's just a lot
3: for show. It's just. It feels to me like, you know, it feels like I'm talking like you going to retire or something. But what I'm saying is, is when you tell the Cody story. The fact that he's got here with AEW is just like success, you know, he is successful. It's better than I uh, do a lot better than I thought they'd do. That to me is like his world title win, if that makes any sense. You know, like, he played top guy in Ring of Honor, dude. Like, it's fine. He'll, he'll be fine. But I, I will say, and I know we want to do NXT, so I'll wrap this up. But like, the people that give him stick for the open challenge thing are being a little like they're being unfair, right? Like, because as you pointed out, he give a lot. I mean, Eddie and Ricky were on name, were a list of names that he wanted to work with, and he'd give those guys a lot. He took a tax bump against Kingston. You know, he was trying to get them hired. So I'm with you 100%. I just – if I could have one – you know, I just said Hobbs and stuff, so I get that, Jeremy. But if I could have one play, I think you get yourself in a position where, just like Taz did, Moxley is angry at something in AW, and out comes Cody with a producer's headset on. And he's like, John, you know, come on, John. We've got to get in. And then – away you go that program i think would be a top guy thing so whatever they do i just hope it's better than the shack stuff because it's lost me i must say
2: yeah i mean the shack stuff will hopefully the march 3rd match they that's the end of it and then we don't have yeah. to hear about it ever again uh evan wright says lovely lee johnson showcase and moment yeah. that was that was great last night um Evan Wright also says i just need jade scoop slamming shack <laughs> onto cody uh i mean shack's gonna have to help her on that one jade very strong very athletic shack yes, yeah, big man very big <laughs> uh music and moonsaw says cody would be my favorite wrestler if he only cut promos and never actually wrestled that's mean cody's a good yeah
3: wrestler. he's good with, it's not his skill it's he's like his tendency to be excessive with shit that he enjoyed as a kid you know yeah he's like Blade job, you know, running this that. It's like he needs guys that like you listen. You're a reporter, Jeremy, right? You do news. Is that what you Allegedly. do? Yeah. yeah. You listen to when um, when when King was on Renee's pod, and he was like, "I just said to him, I'm gonna get in your zone, get in your face, beat you up a little bit. It'll be fine, dude." That's what Cody's best mentioned because he just sells. makes yeah. his come back always good. When he has to start formatting stuff, it gets a little bit clunky. So there you go. I get it.
2: Uh, JL says, What are the changes? Cena films his WrestleMania appearance from his location cinematic style, escaping the fun house on the one year anniversary of last year. I mean, if they want to get Cena on the show, they could certainly Shit. do it's something. He's on a film set with a Peacemaker, a
3: television set. Like, hang on, hang on, he's just, we suggested he's been trapped there for a year. Yeah, where else has he been? I just—I mean, I guess that's in WWE you and I guess that's where he's been. But like, what does that look like? Him escaping? Like, does he get out the door? What does he do? I think he just pops up and he's like, "I'm out." <laughs> Wait, Alex is here now. Yeah. Why is Alex here? <laughs> What's happened in the last year? Maybe you do the thing where John thinks it's been like ten hours, and like, no, it's been a whole year. <laughs> WrestleMania time. Maybe I don't know. <laughs>
2: uh jj says just need the acclaim to have a rap concert and shoot nakamura's happy surfing while darby is happy being dragged along in a body bag dude i i'm willing to bet like darby was just like actually in there and just like yeah. yeah drag me
3: like sure that was such a weird one where like everyone knew the angle needed to do something dramatic and they did something dramatic and it didn't feel dramatic at all because it was presented the exact same way as the rest of it where sting comes out looks at the big screen like they should have done it differently to make it really feel i don't know it was weird it was a strange one
2: what they what they should have done differently is not have Sting appear every single week. Cause like this Sting stuff, it was very yeah. Like when he first came back, we were very excited for this. It's been two months since he's been back, and I'm like, I don't care if this guy's ever on my television again. And I like Sting, yeah. but him showing up weekly, it's just it kills like the thing with Sting is like his aura and stuff. Like He's there every week. He's talking. He's smashing windows and stuff with Darby. Like that's not the sting we want to see. The aura was him not speaking and him just hanging out on the rafters and not doing anything and looking over things.
3: See, here's the thing: is I think the way to go is in the middle of what. So here, the, thing, the problem is, they have two choices. Okay, he can either be veteran Sting, who cuts the fun babyface promos. Because Sting, no matter what character Sting is, he cuts promos the same way. Right? He's the energy guy, basically. He got a lot better in TNA. You either have him as that character, the sort of legend, you know, people go to him for advice, he talks a lot, fun. Basically a general manager without being that. Or you have him as baseball bat or a sting. They want to have both, it seems like to me. You know, like, he's still, you know, he's the badass sting, everyone's scared of him. But he also comes out and, like, pals up with Tony. They want want to have their cake and eat it too, but I think, you know, I, I mess around about it, but, like, it's pretty apparent to me he's getting paid. An absurd amount of money because they advertise his segments, which they don't do for anyone else. Literally, it will say at the end of the show, this week's one was like Sting lays down the challenge to Team Taz. Like, I oh, was so what you're saying, he's going to be on the show. But you did the exact same thing. Okay, cool. But I, I, I love Sting, but he's pretty hard to be like, excited about it. I don't hate seeing the guy, but it's not, I'm not like, oh my, what's next for Sting on AEW? It's difficult. They need that match to hit, they need that cinematic deal to be really fun and really good.
2: There you go. I think it will be good. I don't know how good Sting's going to be in it. Ricky's going to bump his ass off for for right. Sting and for Darby. Like I, that is, is a given. Uh, Brian Cage, he's going to have to toss Darby around uh, oh, yeah. I don't know how much they're going to trust Brian Cage to like try to power around Sting and whatnot. <laughs> and I don't know how much Brian Cage should even be like bumping for like Sting and stuff. Um, Starks, Starks has got his, uh, his work cut out for him as
3: far as like just bumping and making it look good. And I think he will. I think he will. Do you know what my favorite part of it all is? It's like it's like a street fight, yeah? And it's like yeah. they're presented like an actual street fight. But still, Taz is like, listen, don't get me wrong. Hook and Hobbs, not there. Fair street fight, two on two, tagging and out. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it's a real, real gritty street fight, but we're going to leave three of our guys at home you just come with your baseball bat, Sting. It'll be cool. It's, it's a weird fit for Sting, like a street fight. But Tony had this vision when he signed him because they knew he wasn't going to do matches like live. So right. they must have something in mind. I haven't got a clue what. I must
2: say. Tank says it feels like the mentality of more is better.
3: Yeah, that's
2: like like Joseph said. Like they're paying him a lot. Um, yeah. you know he's, but once you use him every week, again, it it doesn't feel as a big deal anymore. So yeah. uh NXT TakeOver, Vengeance Day, Valentine's Day, Joseph. We banned this program. What are, we don't have to talk about
3: this, right? You needed a thumb now, dude. I don't know. I mean apparently <laughs> we're, we're reviewing it this weekend, so I thought we'd give it a little time. Um Do you know what's well, on the card? This. Probably. i okay, let me go. Let me go. Finn Balor and Pete Dunne Yep. Grizzled Young 0.30. Bits. To the point, Joseph. That's what they yeah. did last You night should together. you should start he should start doing it with good night and then go bang like <laughs> that, you know? Um uh, grizzled young vets and uh what they called now the rascals, MS MS MSK. And he said M S N, that'd be very different. Um who are just by the way, those guys just love to have fun. you notice that? They just love having just fun, fun. The woman's dusty final. Is Ember and Shotze, who should obviously be the women's take champs. It's embarrassing, they've not done that yet. And the team of hmm. um <laughs> No, I know no, I've got it. I've got it. Dakota and Raquel. Right? Yeah. yeah. How many matches have I got left? Two? Um yeah, two. Tony, Mercedes, and EO. Mm-hmm. And then is the last match, Escobar and Cross. No. That's on oh. NXT next week, so- Escobar and Cross. <laughs> What's the last match? I honestly don't know. Again Kishi- uh, Kushida. Oh, I thought it was cancelled. Okay. Oh, no, they, they did the whole angle. I remember that. He was in the chair. Sorry. Yeah. I forget. That yeah. was a fun so thing. They... Sure. Um, <laughs> the main event's going to be really good. Let's talk about the fact that Finn Balor has said, Hey, dipshits. We don't have to go 35 minutes and hit our finish 12 times. What if we just work a match and there's stuff that's interesting from minute one through minute 20, and then we pay off the fact that people actually paid attention. I'll work your jaw for the whole match, and the finish would include that. How about I work your arm and the finish includes that, rather than us just saying, let's fill a match with 20 minutes of nothing, so that if they walked in at this point, they'd have missed nothing, and they can watch the finishing stretch. Thank you, Finn. I honestly appreciate this. I sound angry at you. I'm not. I promise. I love you, Finn Balor. Thank you. He's going to have an awesome match with Pete Dunne. Because hopefully they don't give in to excess and they have that exact match. 20 minutes, limb work, punches. Don't do that spot pig does with the punches. That's not good. But do the other, do real punches. You know, Hit each other. Bleed. I don't care. Do so. I'm excited for that match. I think it could be one of the best matches of the year, sincerely. The Dusty Cup has been an interesting piece of television, Jeremy. Because I spoke to you a little bit off air with... Um, oh, no, I wasn't here off air. Ignore me. Um, I heard you and O'Neill talk about it. Um, you know, and it was... To me, it's been a tournament of like the ultimate encapsulation of just NXT TV being like, it's just good. And then when it's done, you forget all about it. The only match breaking that was Fatcher and Champer against the era, which I thought was like brilliant. As I that, I thought everything to me suffers from just being like formatted the same way. You know, like rather than having two 12 minute matches, you could just give one five and give the other one like, you know, 20. You, could, you don't have to, not everything has to fit in the same size box, is what I'm saying. Sometimes you have to let stuff stand out more by taking away from others. That's just the way it goes. Like, especially on the women's side, to me, every match has just felt like I'm watching. It's, I'm watching the same match with just different players put in the roles. You know, like it's. I don't know. It's, it's been a little bit frustrating. I think it could have been a lot better if they formatted it differently. But it's still been good. Um, I'm sure the final matches will be very, very good. And then what did you say? Kushida and Gargano will be amazing. Obviously, two great professional wrestlers. That won't be bad. The women's match is interesting because. I don't think it's time to do a title change, but I think they may do it. They may think otherwise. I don't know if Tony's there as the top heel. I'm not sure. What do you think, Jeremy? You, I think
2: it was a stream on Tuesday where we talked yeah. about Tony Storm and you weren't 100% sold on her being the top heel. I definitely think they see her as the top heel. And I mean, EO's had the belt. A while, and I'm not saying okay, take it off her just because she's had it for a long time, but I think they might feel all right, it's time to get the belt off of her, try to do something else. And like if she wins this, she's almost cleaned things out. I feel like I don't know who left
3: for her, yeah. Raquel, yeah. So here's the thing is, and I don't blame you for forgetting because Raquel pinned her in War Games, and (laughs) we did a pod afterwards and was like, well, clearly that's up next. Can't confirm, was not up next. Two months (laughs) have gone by, nothing has been done with that, so. But I would I would assume now that I really think about it, it feels like Raquel should be the next champ.
2: Was what, was See, what I would guess. I, I agree with you. I was looking at the women's tag team titles or the the Dusty Cup finals. And so the winner of that gets a, a title shot at the women's tag team titles. I feel like their best move is to put the belts on whoever wins this Dusty Finals. Yeah. And I think you can actually go with Raquel and Dakota for this, and then have them like have them do some main roster. But the women's division in NXT is so deep, and like they actually put some thought and some care into it, unlike the main roster, to where like the I feel like the titles are more useful weekly on this program than they are on
3: Raw and SmackDown. I agree with everything you said, other than I think the play is uh, Shana and Nia retain. Mm-hmm. You go Embry and Shotzi, and the reason the only reason I'd say that is Embry's like a familiar face to main roster audiences, which I like her as a touring idea. You know, she's been on all three brands, right? So yeah. I like that. And I also like, dude, if you can just slowly get people more used to seeing Shotzi and that awesome presentation, to me, it would just be there'd be a great touring uh, champ. So I think I'm look- I'm with you the way, I just think your the main point is it's time for those belts to live on NXT for a little bit. Like yeah. we've been through so many different chapters where it felt like they were getting, they were finally getting, you know, getting out of the hole almost, but hole. <laughs> Not, you get it? Cause she's I the raw, it. she's the WWE woman. Yeah. By the way, did you notice AEW, the, the baby faces and they the heel Cody comes right in the middle. <laughs> um, no, I, I think. think he cool. comes out the hole. He comes out the hole. You're very much so. Um, I, I think that's the play. The thing with NXT is, is, and we don't have to go over this over and over again because we've done it, but it is such a fascinating brand because I don't think anyone in the world doubts that it will be a really good show on Sunday. We all know it's going to be good. Yeah. There's no way Gargano and Kushida is not going to be good. There's no way the two tags will be anything less than good, and the main event's going to be great. Yet there seems to be no like intrigue as to what the actual direction is. It's just like, these are going to be great matches. These are like exhibitions. Um, and and someone could say AW similar. I think there's times where it is. I'm not you know I'm not going to disagree with that. But it's it fascinates me how Raw and NXT manage to be like on the complete opposite ends of a scale. Where one of them the take is it's really sound and solid, but there's not enough like you know kind of uh, there's not a hook there's no bells and whistles. And Raw is like can they just do something that I can follow? They <laughs> just do you know it's, it, they're completely different sides. But I'm looking forward to watching the show. It should be very very good. So there's that much. Uh, I do think that Raquel,
2: now that she's been brought up and we remember that she existed and could work as a single star, yep. uh, that should be the play. Io retains, and then you move on to the Raquel match and actually put the title on her. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. for that. I think, and I might be crazy for this, I think Gargano and Kushida is going to be the best match on the show. And like, I don't know why that would no, be crazy. I, it's two great yes. wrestlers. Like, but I'm, excited. I'm most excited for Dunn and Balor, because like you said, I... Balor's structure in NXT is mm-hmm. just tremendous. Like the O'Reilly matches are some of my favorite matches Great. over the past couple of years, and I I like Dunn more than O'Reilly, and so I think this will be I think it'll be an exceptional match. But Gargano and Kashida, it's Kashida's I don't it's not his takeover debut because I think he had that uh, dream match, but like yeah, whatever. um Like Gargano, we we know he's going to perform at a top level, and Kashida. I think this could be like his big, big breakout of where even like people still talk about like Kushida took him so long to find himself and all this stuff and whatnot. Like this is Kushida's chance to really show like, hey, I can work this exceptional yeah. style, and now I've got somebody like Johnny Gargano to work with. And I think it's, I think it's gonna be a great
3: match. It is interesting that like if you'd have told me a few years ago Kushida Johnny Gargano, I'd be like, dude, that sounds like be the best match ever. They're not any worse performers, so I'm with your guess. I just. I'm not as, as much as I admire the work he does. I think he does a very good job of it. Johnny is a heel. He's just like, it's a way lower ceiling than him as a baby face to me. That's, you know? like, so it's I, cool.
2: Yeah, I think that's the the argument for it not being as great as a uh, past Gargano takeover matches, Is those matches lived and died on like crowd reaction and him being the underdog and telling that story. Like heel Gargano is different. But I, I'm not doubting my best friend and fellow high end, Johnny Gargano, uh, at, at, a, at a takeover.
3: On, on the other hand, in fairness to your, to your prediction there, there is a chance that what we love about Finn matches lets him down here, where he goes out to have a traditional world title match after four matches in which they've done 101 false finishes <laughs> and chaos. So it may actually backfire that. I mean, I, I don't know. Time will tell. But I'm, I'm intrigued. One thing I will say, Jeremy, you, you mentioned the Raquel. I saw someone suggest this on the Twitter. Raquel and Dakota lose. Raquel just murders Dakota after the match. Write her off. Makes her even a bigger heel because she's like, you know, she do not even need anyone with her anymore. Yeah. It's time for Dakota Kai to move on up, right? I think yeah. we know that much. Yeah, so, she's yeah. got nothing,
2: and they keep signing women as well. Like, there's mm-hmm. nothing else for her. I, I like. I feel like Candice LeRae is in a similar position. I don't yeah. think they're going to move her up because of the Gargano connection and everything. But there's just like nothing left for her to do on this. If they're not going to put the title on her, and it seems pretty obvious they're not because they had the chance a couple months ago with Candice, like move her up and and let her do something on Raw and SmackDown. And Dakota feels very much the same way.
3: It's interesting. I've seen some suggestions of her and Bailey as a team. And I'm kind of, I kind of like this. I kind of like this idea. I don't know where else you slot her right now, because if we're being honest, they are currently burning for about 25 women on the main roster. We're not one a good idea, so like you know, maybe not probably the best time. But so I just think it's the, the point is, as you mentioned, she's time, right? Like she's been there, dude. She was there when I did the report card. That was like three years ago. Very scary. Yeah. You need to move on at this point, you know? Yeah. Uh, the men's, the men's finals with
2: grizzled young vets and MSK. I mean, like they got to go with MSK here. Right, Imperium. Imperium's doing their thing. They're the tag team champions, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it Seems like Walter is going to return at some point, which would be great uh, for for NXT and for Imperium. Uh, it feels like MSK is the play. They've been like, they've pushed them heavy. They put them in the finals on this and grizzled young vets. No knock on them. I don't know if they're going to be one to do like NXT UK offshoot in NXT USA.
3: Right. I mean, I am. This is absurd for me to ask a professional. Are we certain Imperial are the tag champs? Cause like, I genuinely don't know. No, Luis Padio just mentions Oni and Danny are the tag champs. There you go. Cause they're in the group. Cause I was thinking they were yeah. in the tournament cause Breezango won it from there. There you go. Okay. It's different. Go. Yeah. Well,
2: I mean, still, I they're heels. So I still think it's same thing. Yeah. Same
3: yeah. thing. Yeah. No, I, I agree the division has needed like a, um, an injection of kind of new blood and new feel. And I think they do that as much as I joke. I think they're a great team. I, I love their match this week. Um, I, I think that will actually be a great match if it has time to breathe. Grizzled Young Vets are a tremendous team. But I don't think they're getting enough credit because it seems like, even though, obviously, the viewership is definitely up because it's on TV, there's just like dialogue because there's just more shows to talk about now. And it feels to me like they're not getting enough credit as the other great heel teams of NXT yesterday got. So I think they're tremendous. So I wouldn't complain either way, but I'm with you. MSK feels like the logical, correct choice in that case.
2: They have fun, Joseph. MSK just have fun. They do.
3: Have a lot of fun. They laugh, they smile, and they wrestle. <laughs> Their tag team offense is really good, though. Some like, of the stuff great. They do. Yeah.
2: It's fantastic.
3: They're amazing, man. Like, it's we, we always talk about. I don't even know if we do a lot on air, but like in ring, the la- the levels of talent out there in the wrestling world is insane. Like yeah. honestly, I have been there. So try not to be as cynical as I once was, where it's like, well, but you know, like dude, they're amazing. These teams are incredible. So I'm actually. As we talk about the match, I'm more excited for it than I was just, you know when we started this, but I also didn't know the take champs, so maybe that's on me. There you go. Uh anything else from a takeover VD? No, I I only have one last point in general, to be honest, Jeremy. Um Tommy Dreamer, right? I mean, how many times on this show have I said to you, give him another run? How many times have I said, Where's Tommy's AW Open Challenge? <laughs> Where's Tommy's Royal Rumble win? Here he goes. He's rolling in there one last time. Um, Impact, more or less, buzz and takeover. Less. Good. I'm I testing you because I wanted to see how far you go with the bit. <laughs> I agree with you, but in fairness to Impact, like their specials are kind of like wink, wink, right? It's like these are for our absolute most loyal Impact Plus lunatics, not for you normal people. <laughs> Do you know what else is on this card? I just know the Gallows and Anderson. And I do. I know. So Gallows and Anderson. I know you've got the. um Who, who are they the, facing? The, the private party and the the the, the Motor City Beer Money. You have got that. The <laughs> honors in a tag. I know that much. You've got a street fight or a tornado or something with Tasha and and uh, Kiera against um Navarre and Havoc. You've got some wacky exhibition title match which has like nineteen people in it, which looks fun. No, be I, think good
2: I think the Division title match is just TJP against Rohit Raju.
3: What's the match? As the is that just a new stip match they're doing? Yeah, the, like, yeah, testing? it's like a three way scramble. Right. I don't
2: remember what they call it, but it's it's a weird thing. I mean, it's something different. Uh, I appreciate yeah. them for for trying it. We'll see how it works
3: out, but uh, we will see. They are they are kind. I mean, I joked at it, but like they are. These shows are kind of. They're very much canon, don't be wrong. But they're they're kind of like bumps along the road within the overall impact product, right? Where it's like we all know the deal. Rich Swan is dealing with all this AW stuff, and we have Moose. It's like Dreamer gives them a way to do a title match without burning anything else for their Impact Plus folks. I have no problem with that. I think I think the tag match will be good. I'm just disappointed it's another multi-team match. Like I just wanted a straight tag match. I'm tired of the three teams and the. Synchronized in the sequences and the just just get a hey, grab a hold. You know, <laughs> what I wanted, I wanted the big LG basin for some for some Isaiah. That's what I wanted. I think I'm not getting near. I'm not getting Still
2: base for Isaiah. I think we could still see that. But
3: I wanted it like I wanted. You know, works Quinn over for a good 25 minutes. The crowd's coming up in the empty Impact building. You know, <laughs> Damores glasses starting to steam up. What so if, what if we back have? Back. What
2: if we have Dreamer win the title? And he does the celebration like in the empty building. Like the yes. locker room doesn't even pour out for him or anything. It's just him
3: like doing the whole Shawn Michaels celebration. I but- have a point. Okay. Okay. Well, as hilarious as that is, someone did suggest this I man. I wish I could remember who. They said, Imagine if big dick Don Callis came out <laughs> in the middle of this match. They beat him and Kenny beat up everyone. They dragged Dreamer across. And then Dreamer's the world champion, and Don's like just booking it now i'm the head of impact tommy dreamer versus kenny omega for the Impact <laughs> World of Way Title, dude. that could be great and then you could actually build to rich chasing him I, I actually read it and was like that may be good i don't know i'm not sure where i stand on it because it's not like the belt's like you know it's not like we're sitting there going oh my god if dreamer held it the belt would be in the complete shit i mean someone threw the belt away last year who cares i think <laughs> it could be fun i'm not against it there you go I have,
2: look, we, I've talked. You've talked me into Dreamer winning this title. Now I'm for it. Do something. Impact is the wacky promotion who can just kind of do whatever, and yeah. they're just going to stay in the same spot they always are. Put your world title on Tommy Dreamer.
3: Who cares? And then do what you said. And then, like, I want actually want someone to stand up and like set up some chairs so you can go into the crowd. Like, once <laughs> I want someone to do that, so, there you go. Impact. That's the point.
2: Uh, Ray Callahan says, Motor City Beer Money sounds like my bachelor party.
3: Facts. That's true. Very strong, very strong. Uh, Joseph, what are you doing for Valentine's Day? Well, I'll be sitting up and watching NXT TakeOver Vengeance Day and then logging on to StreamYard and reviewing it with you. That's what I'll be doing. You and an, an unknown guest, I believe, to the audience. So that's what I'll be doing. Very romantic. You know who the guest is. Can I,
2: I, can I, know, but I, I
3: don't know is. if they know.
2: Right, exactly. Oh, uh, yeah. Joseph and I will be reviewing... NXT takeover on on the Fightful gimmick. Sean messages me uh, yesterday and he's like, it's the point of the week where I forget that I can't do the takeover post show because there's a media call. Are you good to do it? And I'm like, yeah. I've been planning this for two weeks because I just assume any NXT AEW show. I'm doing the post show. Uh, it will be myself. It will be Joseph, and it will be our pal uh, Alex McCarthy from Talk Sport and a bunch of other stuff. He is a uh, back to work this week. He had I don't. He just
3: goes on vacation. I think. Well, I think he what... he's such a big Drew fan that he also got COVID <laughs> in in March. Insanity. <laughs> What's wrong with he doing? We'll talk about this on Sunday. <laughs> we are talk about this on Valentine's Day. On Vengeance Day, Jeremy. On Vengeance Day. That's what we're going to do. I got to spend my Valentine's Day with two Brits. Like,
2: what, what is happening here? This sucks.
3: I can't argue that. I wouldn't want to spend it with two Brits <laughs> either. I'm with you, dude. It's very, very fair. Uh,
2: yeah. Uh, best wishes to Alex McCarthy. He says he's recovering well. He'd forgotten about our date. I, I messaged him. was like, we're still good for Sunday. He's like, I'd forgotten all that we had this date planned. Don't you have a calendar? Like, am I that unimportant that you just you were about to stand me up on this date?
3: So sad. The Brits, huh? Can't trust them. You just cannot trust the Brits.
2: <sighs> Alex is going to come on and talk about, where was Drew McIntyre
3: on this show? He should have been here. You need to throw to him. Just cold. Be like, Alex, your favorite NXT champ. And if he says anyone but Drew, that's the whole show. he just <laughs> be like, you sell out. I'll definitely do that. I'll do it, uh,
2: everyone. We were gonna be on the Twitch here in a couple of minutes. Actually, Joseph, let's do this. Oh no, let's do let's do our favorite game that isn't really a game, but the ratings, Joseph. Oh no, everyone loves the ratings. What do you What okay. do you think we got for what has happened? Oh, these are these are right. Apparently, there was a lot of stuff happening in the news because the news has dominated the uh, the ratings. Wow. Can anyone tell me why the news was such a big thing last night? Clearly, I was not following this. Uh, Joseph, what do you think the AEW got?
3: So I I would assume it's difficult. Where was that last week? Like 800, right? Uh,
2: Last week was... I'll tell you in a second as I pull it up. Okay, good. I'm going to (laughs) go 849. Last week. Let me give you the actual number last week. So. It doesn't skew you at all. Eight forty four <laughs> was last week.
3: Okay, and I'm going beach bash. I'm going to adjust and say eight seven nine.
2: Okay, you are way. I just told you that the news dominated, Joseph. Okay, seven forty one for the Ooh. AEW. Oh, great. NXT last week did a fantastic number of six, six ten. Six ten. Yes. Wow, you knew that one off the top of your Edge. head. NXT in the brain. Yeah. <laughs> NXT, uh, Edge yeah, was on,
3: so I assume it went up. Um six <laughs> six six four.
2: Edge is a draw, Joseph, compared uh, to these NXT regulars. Five fifty-eight for the geez. NXT. Tough,
3: tough week. people that excited about the Mandalorian letting go of Gina Carano. <laughs> they need live updates on a dumb tweet story, maybe. I don't know.
2: Uh people in the chat are telling me that it was Trump's impeachment trial last night shows you what i pay attention to because i did
3: not know this was happening last night your life's much better for it my friend i promise you there you go but he's Ristan's out dead, I, I guess dead this dead we all move on now right is that the end did they cancel their contract yet
2: yeah i think it's i think it's all canceled i think peacock has pulled out of the deal and they're like eh, i don't know about this oh man
3: um well, I'm, I'm devastated but we've got to talk to robert o'neill about it so that's even worse
2: Guys, we will be on the Twitch here in the next five to ten minutes. Twitch.tv slash FIFO Gaming post show. Uh Joseph, myself, Robert o'neill Uh leave your questions there and we'll just chat to all the pals in the the Twitch gimmick there. Again, we'll be back on Sunday with the NXT TakeOver Review show. Let's see what else as far as Twitch stuff goes. Tonight, I'll be back on the Twitch. I don't know with who yet. Uh but I'm going to be doing something. I don't know who's going to be joining me. Maybe Joel Pearl. Maybe uh, Hannah. I don't know. Maybe Joseph, if I if he can stay up. Not sure. No, Joseph. Okay. Not Joseph. Um, I'll be on the Twitch at some point tonight. I don't even have an exact time. I'll be doing something. Uh, tomorrow, we are doing Booty Pro Wrestling, 3 o'clock. Um, that'll be on the Twitch. Saturday... I don't know what we're doing on the Twitch. We'll figure something out. Um, Maybe nothing. Uh, Joel Pearl says he knows who's coming to the Twitch tonight. Joel knows more than I do. I'm out of the loop. I don't have any of the scoops. Uh, Friday, Oh, Hannah says I better be. Joel and I just had a disaster trying to set it up. Fantastic. Y'all are on brand with us. Technical issues, completely on brand. Uh, Twitch tomorrow night, Friday night at 1130. That's going to be a regular thing moving forward. Twitch Fridays at 1130. So we'll do that. A lot of Twitch stuff. Missed last week for stuff,
3: but we're back at it this week. Joseph, plug anything. Kenta, industry Kenton. titan, flightful.com. Enjoy. There you it don't even enjoy it. Pretend to read, retweet it. Tell me I'm good. Thank you. All right, everybody. Uh, again, we will be on Twitch here shortly. Talk to you all then.